testimony. And I appreciate all of you coming and being here in the service. First Samuel chapter 25. Somebody said if you believe God's dead, said, uh, read first and second Samuel. Well, I'm glad he's not even feeding man. Praise God. Say amen right there. He's still doing all right. Everything's all right in my father's house tonight. You don't have to worry about that, children. It may be kind of, you know, fussy in some of the Baptist churches, but up in my father's house. It's unity. Amen. And everything's all right in my father's house. And what a blessing it is to know that tonight. In the life of David, there were several men that uh, gave him trouble and several befriended him. And several that he could count on and several he couldn't count on. The Bible speaks of David's mighty men. And brother, every preacher needs some mighty men. I believe that. Or oh, mighty men. We need some men. Not since it's men. That's God not tired. Men. And the Bible talks about the mighty men of David. He had something he could count on. Was willing to die for him. Willing to do anything in the world. But also in his kingdom and in that time, there's a man named Nabal. And there are 37 verses in the Bible about this man. And I want you to stand with me, and I'm going to read about him from 1 Samuel chapter 25. And because of time, I'll read verse 17, and then I'll read verse 36 through verse 38, and bring you the message about the man that wouldn't listen. Now, brother, that's the same thing when a man won't listen. I mean when a man hears God and then turns a deaf ear. When a man says, God, you can talk all you want to, I'll not hear you. I tell you, I like to hear God speak. Only like, you know, uh, in Bible said, Moses is out there, and God spoke to him. And I said, what's that? God spoke to him. And these men heard him and answered. And brother, God speaks to us tonight through this word. I guess so I believe he speaks audibly. I don't believe that tonight. I don't believe that. I think God speaks through the word and through the spirit. I don't believe that's all the way that God speaks. But here's a man named him. He gave David a lot of trouble, and he lived a miserable life. Now, that's awful. Folks, you don't have to live miserable. That's God can live happy. I tell you, these folks run right there and say they're saved and look like morbid and bless God undertaker. Something wrong there, bless God. Amen, brother. I want to tell you there's something living for God that's uh, wonderful and joy unspeakable. Look at verse 17. Uh, now, therefore, know and consider what thou wilt do. For evil is determined against her master. Of course, this is about David. And against all of his household. For he is the such of a son of Belial. Now, you know in the, in the Bible that it's Satan. Now, talking about this man, Nabal. And he is called the son of Belial. That a man cannot speak to him. He was such a son of Satan. I mean, so turned away from God that nobody could talk to him about God. That boy, it's bad shape to get in. But a man can't tell you about God, about the eternity. It's bad. Look at verse, if you will, verse 36, and I'll read down. It speaks about it. Nabal's wife, and speaks about his death. But look at what the scripture says. And Abigail uh, came to Nabal, and behold, he held a feast in his house like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was a very drunken. Wherefore, he could not, uh, she told him nothing, less or more, until the morning light. But it came to pass in the morning, when the wine was gone out of Nabal, and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him. I notice what the brother here in bad shape. I mean, the Bible said his wife told him the thing. And his heart died. And died within him. Notice second thing it said. And he became as a stone, S-T-O-N-E. And that was the last verse about him. And it came to pass about 
into the stone that the Lord smote Nabal, and he died. God killed him. God got him out of his misery. But I will say this to you tonight, your life is in the hands of God. Oh, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, Job said. You remember that? I'm glad my life's in his hands. I'm glad I look to him from my moving and my being. Praise God, every time I take a step, I need him. Every time I breathe, I need him. Well, it's to be every morning, I need him. Every night, I need him. What a blessing that is. Would you be seated all over the house and would you bow your head for a word of prayer? Father, I thank you tonight for every blessing he blesses with. Oh, God, you're, you're so wonderful. And your grace is so abounding. And praise God, your compassion is to us word. And I'm glad your love has been extended. And I'm glad tonight that your spirit is moving in our midst. And I pray tonight as we come to preach about this man that would listen. Oh, God, that our hearts will be stirred. And may this be the usual time. I pray for that mother that may not be right with God. I pray for that dad that's here today. And oh, God, over and over again, the word's been preached, but he had to eat it. And he hadn't heard the word of God. Lord God, I pray that every boy and every girl likewise shall listen as they will stand and listen when they stand before a holy God and will praise you because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Beloved, I want to speak about one of the saddest of all the stories in the Bible. Now, most of the Bible, brother, when you read about it, it's a happy book because it tells you about God and what God wants to do for his people. And when I get to reading about God and his people, it blesses me. I want you to know when you read about how God came and God takes away. You think about Nabal here that prevents about this man that made his life so sad. And this is introduction writing down. I pretty hated God's anointed. I want you to know I love God's man. You let a man preach the word of God. I love that man. Now these martyrs and these hypocrites. Oh, listen to these apostates. I have no time for them. But a man that stands between the living and the dead, praise God. The man that named him. Don't you know they don't take time to be holy and think all to the Lord. It takes time to pray. It takes time to study this word. It takes time to worship God. It takes time to serve God. I don't know anything better than the holy things of God. You know one reason I know I'm saved. I love this book. Praise God. I love God's man. I love the house of God. I love the things of the Lord. That precious to me when a man saved. How can you God will give him a happy time for the holy things of God? And when you've got a cram and work with people to love God, that's something wrong somewhere. I love him tonight. But here's a man that had no time for the holy things. And the third thing about him, he needed not the message. Oh, David sent him word. The soldier came to him. The servant came to him. And finally his precious wife, Abigail, brought him a message from the king. And he said, oh, listen to me. He said, I want to tell you how he did not. And he, David said, well, I'll let you go in peace. And he said, but I'll not eat it. And what a sad thing that is. I tell 
that you've had another Tennessee has had more preaching than any town for each in America. And they've heard the glorious story of the gospel of the grace of God. Wouldn't it be awful to be born in Africa where the name of Jesus had never been heard? Wouldn't it be awful to be born in a land where you couldn't get a Bible and you couldn't hear a church bell and you couldn't go to the house of God? I want to tell you it'd be a terrible thing. But when you talk about Nabal, he hated God's anointed. Oh, he listened to me. Had no time for the things of God. And the third thing, my friend, you'll find that he was too busy to heed the message of God. But there are five keys that I found that unlock the story, the sad story, the miserable life of this man Nabal. And they start with Debbie. Would you write them down tonight? The first thing is will would not bend. Nobody could reason with him. Oh, isn't that sad? He made up his mind. It's my way. Oh, there's no way. A lot of people, you know, they like to go to these hamburger joints where it said, have it your way. And the reason church members, bless God, don't want the preacher to get in here and preach his word. They want to have it their way. And it says, I will be done. But bless God, you'll never be blessed until your will's broken. His will was never broken. I want to tell you some blessing with that old stubborn will, that old rebellious will. Oh, it's broken and you fall down. And humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. But Nabal's will was never broken. It never would be in that. He said it's for me. I'll do it the way I please. You remember the fall of Satan or Lucifer? He said, I will. It was his will. Isaiah 28. Oh, yes, Ezekiel 28. Isaiah 14. You remember the prodigal son? He went down in the far country. He didn't start home till God broke his will. But I'm glad when God broke that will. He said, I will arise. I will go to my father. And I'll say I've sinned against heaven and against thee. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy servant. Or thy son make me as a servant. So a man's will has got to be broken. And then a Christian's will has got to be broken. Brother, you say I'll do it to win. I'll count. Oh, no, sir. When Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, he prayed not my will. Thy will be done. Oh, happy day when a man comes to that place that he wants God's will. A preacher that wants his will. A teacher that wants his will. Oh, brother, he's going to get in trouble. Just as sure as your name is what it is. I remember when God spoke to my heart about moving to Atlanta. I said, no, God, I don't like Georgia. I said, I'm born in North Carolina. I'm a Tar Heel. I'll have Tar on my heels when I die. And I'm not moving to Georgia. That's all there is to it. But little by little, I took and bit my will. And finally broke it. And I looked up and said, I will. I will do the will of God. It's sad when people have a stubborn will. And here's a man that said, I, I, I will not. Oh, you don't tell David I have nothing for him. His will was never broken. I remember my wife will tell you this. I was over in Hunter, Tennessee. In fact, I go to that church even now. Thirty years ago. Are you listening? I had a tent. In fact, I bought a house in that had a tremendous big tent. I had the finest organ you could buy. I had a fine grand piano in that tent. 
morning and I was preaching at night and I sat in the five preachers in the tri-cities of Kingsport and Johnson City and Bristol that had come in for that big tent. But I went up there and the Holy Ghost kept saying, you're going to move to Atlanta. And I said, not me. Bless God, I'll go to Africa China, but I ain't moving there. And I told the Lord, I wasn't moving. One day, Brother Sider and I started to the radio station WTD. And as we started the radio station, a tornado came through there, blew that tent to smithereens, turned that organ upside down, blew that tent away. And when I got back, it was destroyed in the body. I walked under that old tent, and guess what I saw? In the rubbish, in the rain, I saw three songbooks had been scattered. They were open. I passed the first one, and here's what I read. Have thine own way, daughter to daughter, I am the clay. Oh, I said, glory to God. Lord, I'm going to let you have your way now. I'm going to let you have your way. I walked on up, and then I read these words. Oh, when I looked down, and I saw through many dangers, tolls, and stairs, we've already come. I said, yeah, we have, Lord. And I'm headed out for Atlanta, Georgia. And I called my wife, and I said, Doctor, she said, are you ready to move? I said, ready. Bless God, I can't wait till I get in the will of God. And they say to you, Mabel, oh, his will was never broken. And it said, the second thing, his wealth didn't satisfy his soul. A lot of people think that their wealth would satisfy him. In verse 2, the Bible said he was a great man. It said he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. And the scriptures talks about his prosperity. And I'm glad that God blesses people. Now, I want to tell you that money's not everything. I'd rather have a good old-fashioned revival than all the money in this world. I'd rather feel his presence and know his goodness and have it all, brother. It's a blessing. Listen to me to know that which really satisfies. A lot of people tonight think the world can satisfy you. And you think that money can, but Nabal found it couldn't satisfy him. Oh, he never had a satisfied mind. I'd rather have a satisfied mind than anything in this world. And then he never had a satisfied soul. I'm glad my soul is satisfied. Glory to God, I'm so glad. It's good to have a soul that's satisfied. And I never had a satisfied heart and a satisfied mind and a satisfied soul until I came to that place of repentance and I threw up the white flag and I said, bless God, I'm going with him. And come what will and come what may, God is blessed. But there are a lot of people tonight and they think they can satisfy themselves with wealth and they think that money can buy happiness. You want me to tell you the most miserable people in the world, they got money but they don't have God. Oh, they got gold but no God. I want to tell you they have the pleasures of life, but they don't have the peace of God. And that's a sad thing and a sad state. There's a lot of people like Mabel, and they think that wealth will satisfy, but he won't. I like to see people have nice things. I'm not against that. And God's blessed me. I don't care. I've never been to church at all. And God hadn't blessed me. Boy, I want to tell you something. I've heard preachers get up and say, I gave up so much. And gave up so much wealth, not me. All I gave up when God called me was barracks. Bless God, all I gave up was a troubled heart. Oh, bless God, he 
Nothing. Put me over in everything. And brother, what a blessing. I've been satisfied. The neighbor found out as well would not be them. Because the Bible said he wouldn't reason when they came to reason with him. Secondly, found that his wealth wouldn't satisfy. But number three, the king's life, his wife didn't fail him. Boy, he had one thing discredited. I want to tell you, if you've got a Christian home today, you better thank God that Jesus lives at your house. And there's a bishop there. And he got up that morning and he said to the young 
graduates around here to sign you some wonderful passes. And he said, I'll go down alphabetically. And when I call your name, but just stand and rise, and I'll appoint you to your appointment. And he said, Alan? And a young man, Alan, stood up, and the bishop took off his glasses and said, Alan, I'm glad to approach you to Edinburgh. And Alan smiled and sat down. Finally, he got out to Booth, the bishop did. And when he got to Booth, he said, William, would you stand? I am glad to say to you, William, your grades were far above average. Your loyalty is wonderful. I appoint you and William said, wait a minute, wait a minute. And the bishop said, what do you want me to wait a minute? I've got it down here. It's a big high steeple church. You have a great name, William. William said, wait a minute. Said, for the last two weeks, I've been going down in the streets of London. I've been picking up the fallen, binding up the brokenhearted. And said, he said, instead of signing me, Mr. Bishop, to a fine high steeple church, let me go down in the slums and tell them about Jesus. Assign me to the sidewalks. And that bishop became perturbed and said, going to disgrace the Church of England and go to those dogs and have that trash out there into the ghettos. And boys, the women had to sit in the balcony in those days. And, and there's a little skinny woman sitting up there. And finally the bishop said, now, William, you get back up here. And don't you open your mouth. I'm going to sign you to the great church. And when the bishop looked down and said, William Booth, I'll sign you, his wife leaned over the backwards of heaven, or the backwards of that church, and said, William, pay no attention to that bishop. Get your Bible, bless God, I'll go with you, and we'll go and tell the story of the Lord Jesus Christ. There were 45 preachers assigned to great churches, but I can't find in any, any book or any encyclopedia whatever happened to those 45. But old William and Catherine went down to the streets, and I want to tell you, when he was lying corpse, 15,000 ex-cons and dopers and drunks walked by his coffin and said he came to me with the message of the saving grace of God. I want to tell you that old Catherine, a diseased and helpless most of her life, stood held up old William's hands. I thank God when you talk about Nabal. Oh, yeah, the words that was true. Now let's come to the 14. His wayward living made a fool out of him. Let me give you something before I get to that fourth point tonight quickly. Uh, this word Abigail, you know what the word Abigail means? It means the father's gift. And oh, I'm so glad that the father in heaven gave him a great gift. Oh, it's good to have a wife. That's a gift from the father. And Abigail means the father's gift. Well, let me come to this fourth point. And I will give you the name of Nabal to show you what his name meant. But the wayward sin and the wayward life of Nabal made a fool out of him. You say made a fool out of him? Yes, because the word Nabal, if you look it up, means a foolish man or living like a fool. And brother, there are a lot of foolish people today in the city of Chattanooga and in this community. Oh, you say why? There were three nevers that you'll find in the 32nd verses about Nabal. First, he never recognized God. Man's a fool and doesn't recognize God. Oh, the Bible said the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I want you to know he is real. I 
won't you know tonight I know him. And he knows me, praise God. He made me. He saved me. He sent me out for the message of God. And brother, I know that God is real. He waited too late to tell me there ain't nothing to it. Say amen. He waited too late to tell me, bless God, that God is not God. I know he is. He's as real as the fingers on my hands. As the earth could breathe. Oh, when a man would say, I don't believe. Let me show you something. I, I told this over here. I don't think I might have told you this year last year. No, I don't think I did. Or maybe I did. I tell you about my watch. Tell you about my watch last year. All right, this is a timex. But it's nice. I mean nice. But I remember I had one last year about this time. I bought it down at Ridgeway's. And it, if I'm not mistaken, it was on sale for $10.20. And I bought it Ridgeway's. And I went up to preach. And asked me to come to the jail up at that one where I was last week. And to preach a year ago. And I went up and I got to preach and got told about God's gift that we're saved. Now we're saved with grace. And we're not a saved with works. That's any man should boast. It's the gift of God. Then I took off that little $10 and 20 cent watch I had. I bought from Ridgeway's. And I said, anybody here believe if I give you this and be a gift? And one old black fella's the only one just and he's put in the 220. Glory to God. I said, it's a, he's sitting back to back. He raised that hand. The tears coming down his cheeks. He said, Lord, I believe it. Oh, I believe that. I said, do you? And I said, bless God, this is Saturday morning. Here, you take this. This is a gift from me. And I threw that $10.20 watch to him. The rest of the prisoners looked. And he wondered if I'd go after the service and take it back. But they saw me leave and go down the steps from the chapel in the jail. I got down, and that night, it's Saturday night, and I preached, and I told the little story. And the next day, Sunday afternoon, I was closing out in Ethelon, Ethelon Baptist Church in Ethelon, North Carolina. And a young boy, I got a young boy, a 30-something-year-old boy, that long, long time, he's a dope addict, an alcoholic, he's in the AAA. He walked down, and he said, Brother May, he said, I've got a brand new Timex here. Oh, he said, I want to give it to you. I don't want you to go back to Atlanta without a watch. And he said, I'll ask you to do it. Pray for me. Pray for me. Bless God, I took this time next year. I put it on. Went out to the airport, uh, port in Greensboro. Got on that old airplane. I said, Lord, I give you a ten dollar and twenty cent watch away, and you gave me an eighteen dollar time next. Glory to God. And I said, Hallelujah. And I went down to Florida the second week in January, and I was preaching down in Florida, and told that a man came up to me, and I'd never heard of the Rolex watch. I'd never heard of a Rolex. And a man came up to me and said, would you swap your Timex for my Rolex? I said, no, sir, brother. I wouldn't swap my Timex for all the Bullivers and the Walthams and all this. And I said, I want you to know, mister, this is a gift and I wouldn't swap it. He said, but you don't know how much this Rolex cost. I said, I don't care how much the backslid may cost. I wouldn't trade it. I said, bless God, I wouldn't trade it. You know what that man down in Florida did? He said, my watch costs $3,900. I'm going to give it to you. Take it back to Atlanta, Georgia. You know what? I got a Timex and a Rolex. Say amen. Now, praise God. You say, Brother Mays, let me tell you something. I know the church of God tonight. And a man that says there's no God, he's a fool, mister. A man that doesn't recognize God, he's a fool. Look at this watch. You mean to say that this it doesn't have a watchmaker? That that 
שלו, Oh, that's right. 
blessing because the Bible said about Nabal, it said his heart died, and then the second thing it says, and he turned to stone. It's a stone. Oh, he turned to stone, but he didn't die. The next verse said for ten days. For ten days, his heart was dead. Ten days, he turned to stone. And after ten days, read it when you get home. After ten days, God reached down and smote him. And when God smote him, it says that he died. He died. He died. Said preacher, he got his wages. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord Nabal. His heart died. I believe there's plenty of people. As far as God's concerned, our heart's dead. Oh, I don't know God. I'm glad He's in my heart. Thank God I'm glad He lives in my heart. Oh, what a blessing it is to know that. And one day this old flesh won't turn to stone. He'll turn back to corruption. If, if, if the Lord doesn't soon come in the rapture. But I'm glad, glory to God. After I've been there a little while, this body, my soul, will be Lord and my spirit will be with God. Well, it's going to be reunited. Glory to God. Corruption's going to put on corruption. Mortem is going to put on immortality. And we're going to rise to meet the Lord in here. Now watch this. I'll show you something. Abel didn't have a soul in this. Ten days to come back. Different. I mean, what would you think to be dying and nobody come back? I want to tell you something. If I never appreciate Chattanooga, Tennessee, I'll tell you about those days I really appreciate. My, they called, they brought flowers. Tennessee Temple over yonder called every iron on the iron to find out how I was so they could pray. Preachers I didn't even know, never been around them. I mean preachers and not even in my class, and I don't try to get out of my class. I know my crowd, bless God, and I hang around my crowd. Now you say, well, I want to get up there. You go ahead. I'm happy where I am. I'm shouting it out. Oh, yes! But my wife will tell you, they come by. They come by! They'd ask, how's maze? When you're dying, folks, you could have somebody come by and let you hit Whisper, he's still real. Oh, but Nabal didn't have anybody, not one servant, not one friend to come by and lift him up. You're turning to stone, and you're dying, and God's going to kill you, Nabal. Not one, not one came by. He died alone. He died without God. God smote him. What an awful thing it is to think that God smote him. And he went to hell. He was around David, but he didn't know him. He had a good wife, but he didn't believe in her God. Oh, he said everything to be prosperous, but he had no time for eternal things. And God smote him. And God sent him to hell. God smote him. Every head back of my cover. Thank you for listening to the message on Nabal. Five things that unlock his life. His will that wouldn't be. His wealth that didn't satisfy. His wife that didn't fail him. His waywardness. That made a fool out of it. His wages that brought 